It's time for another Tucson Means Business, where you get to meet the best Tucson entrepreneurs and those leaders in the community with a story to tell. Tucson Means Business. And now your host, Mark Bishop. Aha, uh-huh, that's the fella, and I'm so pleased to be here today. We've got a terrific show lined up. We're coming live out of the uh, Stuart Title Studio on Broadway here in Tucson. And my guest today, it's, it's a very high-tech show. It's all out of my league, but I'm going to learn a lot by the time we finish. I'm sure of that. But we do have, initially, uh, a, a lady that's just done very well for herself with the Tucson Metro Chamber. She's been selected as the uh, new CEO, succeeding Michael Varney, who retired after seven years. And you took the reins on February the 1st, and I'm referring to uh, Amber Smith. Good morning and welcome. Good morning. And you have just taken the range. You're brand new, aren't you? I mean, you're still shining there. That's right. I'm about six months in. Six months in. And, um, well, is the excitement over or is it still every day something new? No, absolutely every day is something new. <laughs> <laughs> you had served as the CEO of the Metropolitan Pima Alliance, the MPA, an association that works to create a prosperous community by promoting collaborative real estate development policies and building partnerships and finding common ground since 2009. Did that give you a great background? It did because I believe that both land use and education are a couple of the key foundations for economic development. So actively was working in the real estate and land use industry trying to make sure we've got great policies so that we can bring those companies into town. And then the method of trying to find common ground through collaborative solutions has certainly served me well to where I have very strong relationships both in private sector and public sector, which I'll certainly be able to engage in this new role. Wow, does that sound fantastic? This lady really knows what she's talking about. We're going to come back to you and find out a lot more later on, Amber. I want to move on now to our next guests. Shot Ventures is a company that has operated executive offices in Tucson now in Arizona. Uh, They're here to support investments flowing from Silicon Valley to tech companies in the Southwest. The executive firm includes the University of Arizona alum who have family in the Bay Area. And in the last year, the firm has deployed its growth strategists into dozens of companies supporting, listen to this, 300 million of funding raises in both cash and cryptocurrency. We've heard a bit of that lately. Well, the tech markets are growing in Phoenix and Tucson, and it's great to hear because this is Tucson means business, and at the end of the day, we've been asleep for too long, haven't we, Humberto? Hmm? Well, yes, we've been asleep as far as, you know, bringing those inventions, bringing those people to the forefront so that they can bring their technology to the market. Uh, But the U of A, as as Dominic will tell you and and echo, has so many, so many uh, products coming out, technology and inventions, as well as the rest of the community. So we're here to support that. And that's fantastic. And this is Humberto Stevens. And Humberto is a partner in Shot Ventures. And his other partner on the left or right of him, whichever way you're looking at it, is Dominique Villila. Correct? Yeah, Villela. Good to meet you. Villela. Thank you for having us. Good morning, Dominic. Um, CEO for Emerging Tech, engineer, uh, venture capitalist in the Tucson, Arizona area. And you even won an award-winning prize. You're a top marketer, engineer, and entrepreneur. And 15-plus critical years of experience in marketing emerging technologies, yes? Yes. Well, if anybody's got any experience, you have, right? Well, it's it's funny because, you know, you still – 
I'm only 36. Yeah, there you so go. For our but you look so a, young. I mean, you start early. <laughs> <laughs> You're a partner in Shot Ventures. Yes. Okay. Big move. Um, tell me a little bit about how did this come about and the decision to come here to Tucson? Not to Phoenix, but to Tucson. Uh, Tucson specifically has an amazing market with U of A. The biggest challenge is uh, they don't have the voice uh, to support the amazing minds that are coming out of the university. Uh, as a graduate student out of U of A, I was always told that I was supposed to be shaking hands more than sitting behind a computer doing simulations and calculations and all that. Right. And so my professors pushed me to do that and little by little. Uh, a lot of the relationships that I developed over, you know, through my career out in San Francisco uh, were actually based off of uh, groups looking for new technologies, new new gadgets and in general. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, just, it only made sense to tie uh, that uh, that search to Tucson. Tucson also has uh, an amazing amount of uh, retirement community with a lot of wealth. Uh, a lot of that wealth is seeking out uh, places to go, mm-hmm. places to be deployed. Um, a lot of retired investors, and uh, they don't really understand how you know how active in technology the U of A is, and or even some of the opportunities outside of Tucson. So it's been sort of a back and forth on both the uh, like Umberto says, the founder mm-hmm. and the funder side. Wow, of things we're going to learn a lot today. I can I, I can feel that in my bones already. Now, what does an executive coach and a business consultant? I mean, what's he doing on this panel? This is Mitch Pizak. He's worked as an executive coach, business consultant, keynote speaker, and facilitator for the past twenty years doing so in a full-time practice since 2016. Now, he leverages the award-winning successes of turning around a substantially growing four diverse private equity portfolio businesses. We're talking in New York, Texas, and Arizona over the last 15 years, so he's been up there too in the big league, and welcome, Mitch. Thanks, Mark. Congratulations. You've been here less than a month. You're already hitting record numbers. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, also, congratulations on having a, a great show today. Yeah, you've got the Tucson Metro Chamber. you got Shot uh, Ventures, who are going to be an absolute catalyst or integral to uh, the future of uh, of Tucson and Southern Arizona, which is great. And it's, uh, yeah, it's terrific being here. Uh, you know, as an executive coach, business consultant, working with uh, entrepreneurs, working with some of the large companies here. And, you know, there's just a, a real momentum right now. There's a real movement here to really, you know, really escalate the uh, the context that people mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. understand. There is what, an energy, isn't in, there? You can there, feel it. There really is. And and it and what's great about it, the momentum is growing with that. And, and there's a lot of people here that have only been in Tucson. They don't have the context of bigger companies, you know, bigger cities and so on. And sure. and there's a real interest in, in, in people gathering that kind of uh, – you know, knowledge and skills that you're really you're really seeing more and more of here. Well, that's it. I mean, all you ever really hear about is people having to leave Tucson to go other places to get good work, to get recognized for all their skills and all their education. What's the use? And all we ever hear about is Silicon Valley. Yeah, and you know, you know, you know one of the challenges is U of A. You know, they hold their commencement address at the airport, right? Which is a problem, <laughs> right? Yeah, you, know, you, you want right. to you want to keep those skills here, and and everybody here on the panel today is all focused on on keeping talent here and, and bringing it in. High tech, we're in the world now, well and surely as we're going to get into this show with the guys. You've worked for some big companies. What did you find in those days, uh, way back when? Uh, we're in another world now, right? Yeah, you know, it, it is very interesting. Is You know, you still have the same importance of, of, of relationships, you know, you know, how people work together and so on. Um, but from a tech standpoint, you know, everything is really, um, time is really compressed. Uh, and the the speed with which businesses are moving and pivoting and so on really escalates. You, either you're really getting on the forefront 
uh, of technology, the forefront of, of, of businesses, or you're going to be left behind, and you'll be left behind pretty quickly. So Shot Ventures is really going to be contributing to the future. Yeah, absolutely. There, in I think more there, ways than one. I, I really think they'll be a uh, an integral part of that. Absolutely, as will the uh, chamber. There's a lot that Amber will tell you about that we're doing to to get more and more you know skilled employees to come here and stay here. That's that's important, is it not? Arizona Metro Chamber, fantastic. Speaking of which, Amber, in 2017, uh, the U.S. Chamber bestowed five star accreditation uh, on the Tucson Metro Chamber, making it one of the top 1% of chambers of commerce nationally. Uh, Does that give you a great foundation to work from, do you think? Absolutely. The accreditation is essentially a symbol for best practices and for us to be the largest business organization, advocacy organization in Southern Arizona. We absolutely wear that with pride. Well, it sounds good. You you were quoted as saying, uh, Amber, if I may, the chamber will continue advocating for the region's businesses of all sizes while advancing workforce development, talent attraction, and the infrastructure needs of our community. Does this all fall into the mission of the Tucson Metro Chamber? Absolutely. I mean, we are the voice for all businesses and however we can support them while growing our local economy to grow local businesses of any and all sizes while being able to recruit companies into our economy are all number one number one issue for the chamber. Hmm. So, okay, let's take Shot Ventures as an example. Chamber excited about that? Absolutely. And to Mitch's point, we've actively been talking at the chamber about the retention issue we have in our community and the brain drain. I mean, I'm also a U of A grad, and uh, I'm certainly in the minority of both my undergraduate and grad school classmates that Mm -hmm. stayed. I can name two people that I went to college with and was friends with that stayed here. And that's that's a real problem. And I think something that Mitch said that really resonated is there is a lack of understanding of the quality and diversity of companies that are in Tucson. And we specifically are working in the aerospace and defense industry as a chamber uh, on a talent attraction venture. And we have 400 companies in Southern Arizona just in that industry alone. Wow. 400? <laughs> uh, it is an investor-based chamber, isn't it? I mean, it's a investor-based business advocacy and economic expansion organization. Now, it does represent more than 1,500 businesses. Correct. In total. And I think it's something like 160,000 employees. That's, That's a lot right. of wages. That's that is a, a lot of wages. A lot of spending in the community there. It is. And we have a renewed interest in supporting small businesses as well. We have actively engaged new programming so that those small businesses can then grow into mid-sized businesses that can then grow into large businesses because we are still Tucson where a majority of our businesses are small business, but that doesn't necessarily mean mom and pop shops. Some of these small businesses are extremely sophisticated mm-hmm. and are working on high tech uh, products and manufacturing. They just don't have a large number of employees because they don't need to, to survive. You know, Mark, yeah. um, you know, uh, I'm on, I've been on the board for a few years at the Metro Chamber. Just to give you an example, just to build on what Amber said, 
the level of detail that we go into to try to assist companies, whether small or big, mm -hmm. is we have a whole program for trailing spouses. Because one of the challenges in Tucson, people will move here. Right. Um, but usually the, the spouse is also a professional and they want or need a job also. Yeah. And so we're actually actively working on helping not only bring quality people in, but also help their spouses also. Now, that sounds like a bit of a challenge. You know, it is. It's always been a challenge, but we're, we're actually making good progress. And one of the ways that, you know, what Amber and the, and the chamber is doing is we're working to get all these different companies working together to have kind of an infrastructure. We're all helping each other out, which is great. That sounds pretty good to me. Umberto, uh, Umberto and Stevens. What's the end for as a matter of interest? Nelson. Nelson. Good name. Hmm. <laughs> You've got a history of proven success in corporate capital development in diverse segments and industries, uh, advanced profitable market shares, negotiated essential collaborative partnerships, and you've provided innovative solutions to secure increased sales, investment, or acquisition interest. When did you know as a young fellow this was going to be your career, this style of thinking? Well, you know, realistically, I was born into a family of entrepreneurs. Um, dad had businesses in Tucson and Nogales, uh, did a lot of commerce internationally, I was one of the first guys to really do that. So we grew up in that in that sort of atmosphere, you know, mm -hmm. in that environment, I should say, and um, quickly learned that I could help with some of the experiences. I could help other businesses similar to um, what the Chamber's doing. Um, I, I see the diversity that they're going for. Um, the newly announced board, congratulations on that. For the board, is very diverse. We're looking at fintech, insurtech, medtech. I call it extraction tech. I worked in mining for a while as well. And um, mining is a big part of the mm. community. But a lot of people think of mining as, you know, the pick and shovel, right? Uh, the caterpillar just extracting. But it has greatly changed to be an integral part of technology as well. So much technology is used to reduce the impact as well. And uh, through the daily calls that we have, so many things apply to mining or the fintech or insurtech um, you know, um, you know, Bob Ramirez, uh, Vantage West, recently, you know, announced his retirement as CEO of Vantage West. But just in banking alone, I do a lot with fintech as well. Um, they've really upped their game in technology uh, from mobility services, right, mm -hmm. from our iPhones or iPads um, and other technologies to help uh, our customers essentially move forward. Our customers are business to business. Right. But their customers, you know, are person, right, are people and small businesses that the chamber addresses and, and uh, Mitch also uh, works with. So we need to develop them. And I knew early in my career that with the knowledge that we gain in the partnerships that we have in collaborative institutions, we can certainly help that small company grow um, from startups to growth mm. um, or exit plans for those that are planning their next chapter, their next life. And what are they going to do? You know, maybe volunteer at the chamber, maybe work at the chamber or provide ancillary services in the community. Um, mm -hmm. So there's lots of opportunity there. My word. Now, you, you went to U of A, uh, your other partner, uh, Dominic, here, he went to U of A, and your third partner in San Francisco, Trent. Mm -hmm. he, of course, he's not here today, but he didn't go to U of A. But where did you guys? Uh, well, it, it actually, that's a, that's a huge point as to how we met. Um, because of the speed of business that's hap that that you were talking about the uh, sure. in Silicon Valley, yeah. there there's also been a, a running over of your typical classic educational models that are built primarily for workers, people who are trying to get a job, mm -hmm. and so people like Trent, which uh, you know he's unfortunately not able to to jump on today, but um, you know he is. Uh, 
a perfect example of an early entrepreneur who, before he was the age of 30, sold a multi-million dollar company. And that was his first exit. And he built it from, you know, bootstrapped it on, right. on his own. Yeah. So if you can imagine, had he gone to college, had he had the debt, had he had to have, go and have a job, he would not have access to the market and have the conversations that we're fortunate to be able to have right now. We And, and the capital from people that are, you know, typically over 50 who are taking capital and trying to reinvest it mm -hmm. as what we call their, their sort of you know, with all due respect, their, their last 10 year stretch of what kind of capital they can make. And they need the help of those quickly accelerated entrepreneurs like Trent. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you, we focus on the education and that's fantastic. But I think it's really about the technology that the U of A has been built up, built to, right. to provide uh, based on the labs, the you know the inbound minds that are coming in to to study, not really from even from Tucson, from from China, from India, um, from Europe, France. Um, amazing people come here. They they think they put together wonderful ideas. Uh, by no means does that say that the opportunity is based on that educational model, that classic traditional you know go to college for four years, mm -hmm. um, and and that really is the foundation of of our business model. Actually, the speed, the idea of shop ventures is really you know you only get one shot. Oh, well, I was going to ask you how the name came about. I mean, it's most unusual, Shot Ventures, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, not, not Shot Glass. Yeah, it's more, uh, you only get one shot. It's a saying, right? Right. And it's, and it's because, uh, you know, uh, you know, taking a shot uh, in the past in the traditional market, it was was a bad thing to do. It wasn't secure. It wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do. Today, right. today there's a speed that, that has to be uh, accounted for. And that's not based off of the traditional briefcase business building that that's been there in the past. In such a short amount of time, a company can pitch, find investment, make a connection, and uh, you know have 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 a deliverable met or have a result, an outcome. You know, we were joking about uh, you know Mitch has been a fantastic uh, you know partner in the community, and you know I've heard great uh, feedback from the community. A great number of companies that have enjoyed his consulting services. Uh, you know, as he's uh, been involved in a lot of CEO coaching and things like that. Um, but when you hear people's impact, uh, you know, and and see that you can have this. Uh, this all supportive environment, you know, this it's really ideal for both sides of the, the equation. So, well, speaking of supportive, do you have a strong network of advisory associates in which investors, uh, guides, and supports, you know, for these companies? Yeah, and and that's and that's the wonderful thing is is it is not, uh, you know, regardless of the amount of experience I have or uh, any of our partners have, or and I think Mitch will definitely agree. It is really about who you know and accessing resources, mm -hmm. um, making sure that the network comes first. Uh, you know, I would gladly, you know, give up, you know, my, my ability to, to coach a CEO to Mitch because of his experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, really, it's it's the knowing and liking of Mitch that brings him in into that that role. And so for us, it's really about the network uh, right. more mm -hmm. than the experience and mm -hmm. the ability to understand how quickly we need to determine. You know, if I was serving you. Uh, uh, you know, so a lunch. You know, if if, if you like burgers, and if you know, what do you want on that burger? And do you are you a vegetarian at all? And and the quicker I know that, the quicker I'm able to craft, uh, so that when I take my shot at serving you uh, lunch, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. You That's know, right. You know, Mark, there's something that Dominic said. You know, really brilliant about you talk about the speed of business, and and even the speed of business is rapidly accelerating. And that's both digitally, but also physically. You know, let me give you an example of where you know shot is is such a great conduit, and where the uh, chamber fits in, right? So one of the things Chamber works on really hard is to you know expand our airport here, 
And we now have a number of direct flights right into Silicon Valley mm-hmm. because the guys in Silicon, the people in Silicon Valley don't like to be, <laughs> they don't like to travel if they don't have to, right? right? Now they could come into Tucson and leave Tucson all within the same day. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of it because like Dominic and the better were saying is that, you know, the relationships count. It's now easier to sure. have those kind of relationships. And so sure. On. Well, it must, it's like a melting pot when everybody's coming in, isn't it? We're talking India. We're talking uh, all these other countries where there's geniuses in high tech, communication, collaboratively working together. Maybe before this wasn't the case. Maybe it was very much protecting what we had, you know. Yeah, I really do think so. Um, I really do think so, Mark, that what Shot Ventures focuses on is the recipe, right? So what's the recipe up front? It's looking at investors speaking with our investor network, which is national uh, and international as well, and looking at our packaging services. How do we package that venture so it gets a successful capital event, whether it's a startup, growth, or exiting the business? So we package with the investor in mind for successful capital funding events. I think that's a big part of our recipe and working with the network. Similar to what the chamber does, you know, we're going to speak with the business leadership in Tucson as well as governmental because that's a big part of what the chamber does mm. and understanding what's our goal for this region, not just the community more, but what's the regional goal? Because I believe working with multiple cities and townships, Saurita, Nogales, Oro Valley, Marana, it's a region and focusing on that in that mentality, I think we can really understand what the region needs business-wise or socioeconomic, let's look at it that way. It's really socioeconomic impact that mm. we all have with our businesses and our clients. And how can we effectively communicate that to the businesses as far as what we need from them to do to have a successful deal, to have successful community here? So we do that on the capital funding side, but also on the business service side, mm. understanding how we can grow it. And Umberto, that's a great point because exactly how you described you work on your business is what we are doing at the Chamber, is we are doing a community-wide branding process that will align with what Visit Tucson has done for tourists. We want to do it on the other side of uh, creating that recipe for what sells Tucson. What do companies enjoy about Tucson? Why would they want to be here that we can then send nationwide to companies and more so employees that uh, we're hearing testimonials of students graduating from colleges and taking off into a community where they don't even have a job yet. But just because it sounds cool, they move into Austin, Denver, Portland, all these same cities that we hear about daily. And we want to have our own recipe of success so we can talk about how eclectic we are and the diversity of jobs and industries and why a company uh, can and will thrive in Tucson. Well, it's ironic. I mean, we had, what, over 2,000 in 2015, right? Arizona Tech Council put this out in 2015. We had over 2,000 startups register. So I think it's just distributing the knowledge that, hey, there are jobs. We just have to create the pipeline so that our graduates and our working professionals and even retirees have another shot to do something, right? You know, to, to build on something Amber said, and this is something that Amber's really continue to really bring to the chamber, is coordination. Okay, and between the Arizona Tech Council, the chamber, Sun Corridor, Visit Tucson city, state, and county government, and even Davis-Montham Air Force Base, we're really working together, okay, to try to, you know, put all our resources together as opposed to, you know, who who actually gets credit for bringing Caterpillar here, for an example, all right? Oh, and also Rio Nuevo is doing a great job, right? Yes. But to coordinate our effort has made a huge impact on, on how effective we are, if you want to. 
That's absolutely right, is at our table where we're trying to do uh, essentially this community branding, we've invited those partners that Mitch just uh, mentioned, SALC, Pima County, University of Arizona, Pima Community College, the city, as well as our uh, employers of largest firms and smaller and the HR professionals, too, because they're the ones on the front lines of trying to recruit that talent in. Mm. Well, I've got to tell you, um, it's been said that uh, uh, you have a talent of finding talent, Amber. Uh, finding common ground, I think, would be fair uh, when diverse groups come together in prob- uh, problem-solving situations because, let's face it, if people can't work together, nothing gets done. You look at uh, Shot Ventures, um, Last year, the firm deployed its growth strategists into dozens of companies supporting 300 million of capital raises, raising money to support projects and current projects as, uh, you know, just as promising. They've even got more happening there now this year. Uh, What brought you from Silicon Valley other than, well, specifically Tucson, other than the U of A lab scenario? So uh, there's there's actually it's, it's again the, that re- that retirement community. Um, some of the folks that are retiring out here are partners we've had in the past uh, that are investors, uh, both accredited and individual individuals that are part of firms, uh, partners as well as in, in other PE portfolio or in other portfolio companies. Um, these folks are typically coming to Arizona for the great, uh, you know, the weather that we complain about so often, but it's actually great for health, uh, wonderful for a retirement community. And um, as they come out here, you know, a lot of them are still active in in investing, active in, in venture. And so, um, you know, Arizona, well, specifically Tucson, uh, has both a great uh, amount of wealth and a great amount of uh, technology, of course, with the university, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so there are a lot of retired investors here. The, there are, yeah, or retired corporate but turned investor. Okay, um, okay, and they're looking for the right tech, right, and and looking to to join the right uh, the right firms as well as uh, you know we are typically an extension of a venture capital firm or a private equity uh, group, mm-hmm. and as such, we help accelerate the speed of which these these deals can be looked at. Um, very much, you know, like you said, a, a catalyst uh, to reviewing those opportunities. And, you know, these guys don't have a lot of time. Uh, also, you know, there's so many wonderful opportunities. Right. There's right. stacks and stacks of deals that are hitting their desks. Well, and apparently, uh, tech in Arizona is ranking second, beating out California. Is that right? Yeah, and it's actually funny because we get on the phone with uh, uh, you know people from California, and they're like, "Well, that's that can't be, you know, yeah. it's just you know, we're Silicon Valley, of course we've got." And it's funny, I was uh, I was on Craigslist uh, probably about a month ago, sold a, a piece of furniture I'd posted up there. Uh, this this wonderful couple came to my house. Uh, they you know they, they knocked on the door, and I was showing them this uh, little piano, and um, it was. Uh, it was funny because they had he had moved out here just recently. He was refurnishing his home, and he actually had uh, moved here to work for a mobility application company or mobility app, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based on transportation. And and I and I he told me the name of the company, and I, I had never heard of that company that, that had been here that moved to Oro Valley. So there's there's tech firms. There's a huge push of not only capital, but companies are moving here. Not not just startups that are here, but companies that have the, the multi million dollar companies. Who have uh, room to hire, 
uh, are moving here and they're you know taking up office space and of course you know plugging into the local resources. So yeah, a lot well, of these all we need announced. is good roads and you know anything could happen. That's I tell right. you, that's yeah. the whole thing. Twenty one hundred and fifty six startups actually mm-hmm. listed in Arizona on Angel List, each with an average valuation of three point nine million. That's right. right. That's right. We call it almost a. More than retirement because it means two different things, right? Especially coming from the banking world. Retirement means retirees, You're done, right? right? Okay. But, um, we started to call it, uh, we're talking, what, Friday? Uh, life 2.0. Yeah, It's okay. where, you know, it could be a young 30-something. It could be a young 60-something mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. sold a business or retired from a, uh, a business and realized, you know, they've got a 2.0 coming. They did golf for about a month in the great weather we have, and <laughs> that's it. He or she said, you know what, I, I have to do something else. And this is... Not a lot of work, but maybe it's a great opportunity for them to talk to companies like ourselves or others out there right. and figure it's a out go. how can I bring yeah. my wealth of not only money, that's that's not the first thing, my wealth of knowledge, because what Shop Ventures builds are partnerships. Right. Right. Ventures, the best thing we could do for them besides getting a check is getting the experienced person or professional to help them move the product forward because the wealth of knowledge is a huge part in Mitch. Right. Money's and, one and thing. And can both tell you that as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the housing market, too, is ridiculous. I mean, in California, you look at the, the cost of living out there. Well, yeah. So there's a... Seems, we, seems, we have seems, got yeah, a lot yeah, of product yeah, more here. More opportunity. Our biggest problem we've got here is the is the pricing of the lower houses. There's not much supply. Hmm. But if you start going up into your higher price brackets, mid-range up to exceptionally high, sure. there's six years' worth of million-dollar homes available in product. So now that sounds like a lot of money, but it's not in your world in reference to good earners, right, and top jobs, leasing or being able to buy lovely homes. Well, the comparison – oh, excuse me. Oh, the, the comparison was, I was just saying is because the tech folks who are working for Google and these large tech, you know, tech giants are having difficulty earning that money, still having access to the opportunity and being able – you know. You know, I'll, I think Trent would jump pretty, be pretty loud on this call real quick about his, you know, four plus thousand dollars rent in terms of rent for a very nice one bedroom apartment. Oh my god! And, and for four thousand dollars in Tucson, that that's that's, that's a beautiful home. That's a massive home. Look at Jim and a pool and and, and, it, and a stable maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe a tennis court. Yeah. So that's and cool for people who are moving to look for opportunity. It's not it's not uh, just so, about tech. Yeah, you know, to move to move back to uh, something that Umberto and Dominic said, which is you know absolutely right, is it you know. Uh, like Shot Ventures, okay, is, is an outstanding, whether it be kind of a conduit or a catalyst or a connection, right, between people that have a lot of money to invest, but they don't know where. Separately, you know, you've got companies of, of various sizes from some of the largest to some of the, you know, Startup Plus um, that are looking, you know, for capital, right? And, you know, this is the opportunity where it all comes together, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the type of organizations that are going to continue to get Tucson to, to rise up. To rise that, out of the that ashes, kind so of, to speak. That yeah. kind of skill, that kind of knowledge, you know, right here in Tucson. You go with that, Amber? I do. Um, I absolutely agree with that. And back to the point both uh, you and Dominic are making on housing, Tucson has to offer such a huge diversity of housing. I mean, for example, I live on four acres up on the northwest side, and then you can also have downtown housing 
25 minutes away, and you're certainly not paying $4,000. And plus, some of these millennials that we want to recruit, mm -hmm. they're not worried about buying a house either. A lot of them want to be able to rent and not have to worry about the maintenance. And I think if we better educate that affordability and diversity part of it prior to the college graduates coming out, that right there could be a great market as they start to see that these communities that they think are are terrific to work at, they're not going to be able to afford anything larger than a shoebox. Right. So again, it's all about putting our assets in that recipe that Umberto was talking about of success, of packaging everything, um, and showing that the either retired CEOs with the million-dollar houses where there's large supply down to the rental units of some of these millennials that want uh, you know downtown lifestyle. And that were some of your some of your larger members are actually great construction companies and they had some foresight about three, four years ago to start building professional or higher end, let's call them HD type apartments, sure. right? With yep. everything they need to work out of their house. We've seen a lot more, uh, even in Saurita, I, I did mm -hmm. some work out there and they're seeing the majority, over half of their startups are from home, but they need the high-speed data. The old proverbial garage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the garage now is a, is a Porsche. It's not a. You're right. It's not the old Pinto anymore. You know? Absolutely. Right? And, you know, we need to make sure that the national home builders across the country where a lot of these decisions are being made know about the Tucson market and the fact that we have 6,000 incoming jobs because that is why we have a shortage of residential houses right now is mm -hmm. because due to the recession, the national companies are really cautious about taking down land hmm. to be able to build neighborhoods. And we're going to end up at that critical point to where we will end up pricing ourselves out on residential. So we have to keep that message going as you're working you know, nationally. So Agreed. where those decision makers hear about Tucson when local you know, managers and vice presidents are asking to be able to purchase a thousand acres of land. Well, this is we it. I mean, do it. Amber, you know, the chamber's got a little bit of uh, clout in town. Uh, what do you consider other top challenges, the opportunities in the business community? How can you get more land released, as an example? Land getting released is a challenge. Infrastructure is right. a challenge. Everyone's talking about roads, 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 fix our roads. Mm -hmm. And we can't lose sight of water. That's another huge issue. Um, we have a ton, actually, in spite of what most would think since we are in the desert. Mm -hmm. But we have led the efforts at conservation. So we have a lot of water. It's a matter of being responsible for it. Mm -hmm. But then we have to make sure that our state politics aren't interfering with that as well. Well, that's it. And, I mean, you know, it amazes me how it comes down from Phoenix in an open channel with the heat that we get and for evaporation and so on. But, Dominic, I want to ask you something now. There's a little bit of uh, a little bit of hat on the back for you, a little claim to fame, if you like, okay? Uh, you've been recognized by the U.S. Congress and other governments for your go-to market contribution to science, technology, and entrepreneurship. Right. Now, you've contributed locally and nationally to tech and entrepreneurship ecosystems, STEM education. Now, that's that's been in the news a bit lately and has worked on a number of government projects. OK, DOD, you, I want these to explain DARPA, DOE, NIH, NSF. Mind boggles, please. So those are those are just uh, <laughs> wonderful government opportunities that are coming to uh, government contractors as well as the, the university for to fund the development of technology. Mm -hmm. um, the amazing thing about those projects, without getting you know into the weeds of the the little details and the math, is that simply uh, 
there are really amazing opportunities that need to be broadcast and Tucson needs to take a stake in, and I will, you know, this is all wrapped around my heart, you know, a hundredfold. It's they need Tucson and every company and every chamber and entrepreneur needs to market their success in Tucson. Okay. Uh, there's been wonderful They're things. They're going to get it out happen. there. They've they got to get, get it out, out there. there. Yeah. Right. So when you have uh, opportunities like, you know, being recognized uh, to share, you know, that's something that needs to be shared. When you have the opportunity, hmm. you know, even joining the, the chamber, that needs to be Fabulous. shared and recognized. When you get and a chance to speak to all members of the chamber, the, have a chance to address. That's right. And and you, you those are things that um, need to be voiced so that they aren't looking at Tucson, the outside, uh, you know, and uh, economy is not looking at Tucson as as just purely desert, right? Well, there, not there, only that, some, no, there's fantastic things. Tucson was yeah. wonderful for making movies when the Duke was still alive. That's true. We're a lot more than that now, I can assure you. But as a technology marketer and a digital expert, uh, Dominic, um, you have taken a non-voting seat on most clients' boards. Now, this is to provide market insight and advise on strategy, especially as it relates to the millennial consumer. The money may be there. You're acting in the middle of the whiz kids that can make it all and do it all and want to get a startup going. But unless you can put it all together, um, they haven't got a chance, have they? No, you have to. And, and to put those two sides of the equation together is really about not being, uh, you know, not, not posing a challenge to either side, being a, a facilitator, uh, making sure that there's ease in the relationships and that everybody at the table, you know, comes in very comfortably, like, you know, much like your studio here, we're, we're all able to, to speak uh, casually and, you know, without the stress, you know, we've just, we're just meeting each other hmm. in a similar way, uh, you know, those, those relationships have to, have to come in with a lot of trust and they've got to like each other. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's a great point. And, and all of us here today, you know, we're all have our parts of not only boards, but also advisory boards or advisor to boards. And that's so key. I find a lot of companies here don't have boards, okay? Or if they do, they're not particularly diverse. That, incomplete, maybe. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. So to have, you know, someone like us, someone like Dominic, you know, as an advisor to the board, okay, or an advisory board member is so key that just, like, once again, it adds context to a lot of the company here to see what what it what they can be, what what other successful large companies are doing. And it's uh, – the value that that brings to companies is just is is insurmountable. It really is the the comment about non voting. Um, you know, it's you know I I don't necessarily we we don't, we take advisory seats. Uh, you know, even that's what I mean. Mitch, I mean, it's unbiased. You it, know, yeah, and it's really just a support. I, I think if if you're an entrepreneur out there and you have an opportunity, you have a couple hours in your schedule that you can meet and contribute something, anything, mm -hmm. to an existing company right. or a startup or right. start getting involved with others. That's fantastic, whether it be, you know, active in the chamber or there's other committees, there's all sorts of cool th things happening. So I think it's really about making sure that you as a, a part of that ecosystem gets involved. And, and that I think people yeah. see the heart in that, right? They don't. They, they, they do. It, it, it adds context to things that they don't know. I mean, because, you know, let's face it, it's a global world. You're not competing with someone down the street. You're competing with everybody. Mm. And to have that kind of advisory uh, information available to boards and companies, it's, it's, uh, it adds a terrific value. And it's non-threatening. It's non-threatening right. when they see that your interest is actually just to sure. 
I would. I'd want people. to invest more in somebody like that than I would just, you know, look, oh, we'll, we'll give you the report, just be a good boy and wait <laughs> sure. type of thing, you know. I mean, founders improve their success rate with, uh, with funding, but how do you support investors uh, with goals? You know, investors, uh, uh, they, they can be very fickle, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, just like a venture or a business, they're businesses too, and they're going to have their goals. What types of businesses do they want to invest in for the year, for the next five years? So they have short-term, long-term plans, and they're going to go, you know, high risk, low risk, risk tolerant, risk adverse. You know, we're there to support the investors into their their dialogue, their script, right? Here are the, are the bullet points that we're looking for for these types of sectors. It can get pretty complicated, but bottom line, we, cr we create the menu, we create the recipes to understand if a business comes to us or we target a business to go after, we're going to be able to tell them exactly what their chances are and with whom. So it's our job to package it right because, you know, it is about the purpose. It's not about the, the whole business plan, your financials. Everything comes into play. But if you don't have that purpose, that one-liner, that elevator speech mm -hmm. in, in your digital scope, in your, in your verbal pitch, in your written documentation, the idea is just going to pass them by. We get a 1,000 ideas a year, right? But there's so much technology behind it. Right. Guess what? The investors aren't all tech savvy. Of course yeah. not. That, that's what I meant by before. If you could explain to me, and sure. And I'll, I'll speak up from Berto. You know, he's, yeah. he's developing a, an investor network. Uh, a couple large uh, syndicated networks that have come across uh, what, what is now global, um, and in making sure that those, that investors are getting satisfied, you know, one thing is to know them, but the, but you're really talking about hundreds of investors. The ability for to, to understand what kind of deal they're looking at at any particular given moment requires a lot of business intelligence, analysis, discussion, interviewing, uh, making sure that, and so some of the, you know, the new, the new opportunities that have come up uh, to us from national tech firms and national uh, uh, investor networks are to provide a platform for Tucson to actually allow investors to come together, look at the opportunities, the business opportunities for investing in, and then making sure that they're able to publicize exactly how they're, what kind of deal they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And Umberto, mm -hmm. you know, articulates that. Yeah. And, and what, you know, shot, so they tee up both investors and companies, right, to, to how to you know, basically present themselves in a way that's going to accomplish what they want. And then what Amber could talk about is the kind of networking opportunities that the chamber has with that. That's right. As you guys are speaking, I have had several startups come in looking for exactly the type of services you guys have. And we've been introducing them with our various events. We have CEO roundtables with some of our most engaged members. And that's where we really start to see the deals come together. I get your good. newsletter. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. Supportive good. services, right? Because, you know, they can get the capital, the that's access right. to capital, the funding. But what about the supportive services? That's right. That's that's a big part of are and they make the decision to come or not. And understanding their financials and HR matters and these little things to where these startups they want to work on their concept and getting the word out. They don't want to work on those internal operations. And that's where we really want to focus, at least for those small business owners, is we are looking at the global picture and we have a White House initiative that we're launching that kind of relates to some of the things you're talking about. But on the smaller scale, it's bringing those free services to those small businesses so that they can then get exactly um, quick workshops in an hour period of time and meet those different advisors such as Mitch and others so mm -hmm. they can then focus mm -hmm. on figuring out what that elevator speech is and, sure. and all of that. So, so what are the attributes that you look for, uh, Amber, if I may ask you, uh, in a potential board member, for instance, of the chamber? Engagement. Engagement. Engagement would be number one. Number one priority. Uh, um, and 
And then it depends on that particular skill set is, is we do have a diverse board that we want to represent the mem members. So we look at uh, size of company that they represent. We look at diversity. We want, uh, we quite frankly don't want everyone to have the average age of 55, 60. And we have the Emerging Leaders Council that also serves on a board. There are Great. a group of 40 and under uh, CEOs and high-level executives that are mm -hmm. in a mentorship program. Mm -hmm. um, but really, it's got to be... We love our community. Uh, we want to be engaged in the chamber. And quite frankly, you know, of our 27 board members, every one of them is engaged in the nonprofit world as well. And not that the chamber is not a nonprofit, but mm -hmm. they're engaged mm -hmm. in United Way or Boys and Girls Philanthropy. Club. Philanthropy, exactly. And they want to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important because from my perspective as running the chamber, it's my job to be able to grow business because the larger we can grow business, we have those resources to build our community. Right. Mm -hmm. And we all live here in one to be here and you know to use the cliche rising tides raises all boats and that's what the chamber is about yep it'll raise tucson so well uh, you know how how well do you believe um let's say politicians and the business community how well do they get along I mean, have you walked into a minefield or have you got your plans how to work all this out? Are they usually in agreement in how to advance the needs of the city? Well, um, well my entire career is uh, government relations. I'm a lobbyist by trade, and so I'm really comfortable <laughs> in that world. Okay. Uh, um, Where somebody else might be going through hell, That's right. right. Okay. That's right. Um, it's a very complex field. I mean, if you want to look at it uh, statewide, we live in uh, a largely Democratic community that is governed by a Republican governor. Uh, so we're constantly competing against what we would reference as the state of Maricopa. So that is something to where we actively work with our state legislators to make sure that they are representing us and that we are up in Phoenix. Um, so we have a, our own lobbyist uh, on staff for that. The local politics are, uh, I would say, better. I would say the city of Tucson is doing better than they have over the last decade. Right. Better doesn't mean great but it's going the right direction. And we've been a part of that movement and trying to, again, educate that business should not be considered a partisan issue. Right. Because when we grow business, we then have those resources that you can then spend them and make it a partisan issue. But overall, supporting business is only good for the community. I was listening. You Everybody know, wins, don't they? That's right. The you know, uh, Mitch was talking, you know, who, who gets credit for this large company coming to town, right? And it doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, really, if the more that's broadcast, the more that's talked about, if you meet someone cool, and you're able to introduce someone who's smart or has capital to someone sure. else yeah. to boost up our community, that's great. And people need to stop owning that. It's a very old, like, yeah. classic model of, like, I met thing. someone and I'm not going to tell anybody about this opportunity or there's this opportunity through, you know, even, even the city. The city's been become a lot cooler about showing up to events and, like, broadcasting opportunities. And so, or, you know, we even, uh, you know, we, we had a call out for a particular uh, an event and they were able to, you know, to share that as well. Some of the chambers are being way more flexible and not, not you know, owning uh, that information. And I think the more that's shared, I think it opens a lot of doors um, in terms of yeah. in terms of a Absolutely. And uh, you're talking about the accolades uh, that you've received from D.C. And we've had some great success 
in front of Congress, in front of our state officials, when we show a unified voice. And that is by far when we have achieved the most. We got the Tiger Grant. Um, so I'm also the chair of the Southern Arizona Defense Alliance to where we're getting millions of dollars as well into Southern Arizona from Congress for our bases and installations because we're not sitting there fighting saying, hey, our group is better than yours. We actually sit there, walk in line together and when people see that, it's a whole lot more effective as opposed to who's getting credit and who's at the top that's of the mountain. A coordinated effort. It, totally. it, and that's that's one way that we differentiate ourselves from a lot of other cities. A lot of bigger cities that have that kind of conflict, we're constantly right. working it, it working together. Right. And, 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 well, they do, don't they? Bigger cities have those problems. We've got an opportunity yeah. uh, from what you're saying because we are small. Yeah, and, and by the way, it wasn't... To build a nice base. You know? It was, but it wasn't always like that. You know, Rio Nuevo and, and the Chamber and uh, and Sun Quarter, you know, what everyone wasn't working together, but now they are, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it shows. Like Amber said, 6,000 new jobs, and that's just now. Yeah. We got even more on, in line coming in next year. Well, I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and there was mentioned something like 50,000... Over 10 years. Uh, over 10 years. Is that right? Yeah. 50,000 jobs. Yeah. Amber, where are we going to house everybody? <laughs> well, well, Amber is four acres, so we get a bunch there of others. There you go. We'll subdivide. <laughs> you mind subdividing a little? B to B, so. B to B. Amberto, I want to ask you Amazon this. You've opened offices in Tucson. Okay. Now, um, you're here. You want to do business. You're, you're on the web, obviously, shotventures.com. Um You've got money flowing from Silicon Valley to tech companies in the Southwest. What's the idea of the lovely new offices? Are you going to uh, invite people up and do specialty uh, introductions? Are you going to do specialty presentations with groups of investors? Or Because uh, I believe that you're in a very nice area, in a, in a very nice building, and I think this is how you guys are. You know what I mean? You do things at a nice level. Mm. So is there a, a thought behind all this? Well, yes. You know, we, we're uh, at the uh, Tucson Embedded systems building, um, and it's a great opportunity to meld and, and discuss, have great discussions with some one of the best engineer groups uh, in the country, realistically, Sp- speaking of Department of Defense and, and other technologies, extractive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, our goal is to have the office in Tucson, serve Southern Arizona, but I mean, we have calls this afternoon from London, uh, from Canada, from uh, Costa Rica. Wow. So, I mean, we're, we're based here. We want to help small businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten congressional recognition, uh, recognition as well for our volunteerism over time. So, um, you know, we're, on, we're from the business level to the uh, philanthropic level, uh, government recognition there. But our goal at, by 2019, we're going to have our own fund here. Um, it'll be in the uh, higher digits um, to look at companies that we can help directly. Mm-hmm. Besides our um, investor network, which is over 600 investor groups around the country. Wow. Um, so we're looking at growing for national and international investments. Um, we will be having an event, a reception, a private reception, but we'll invite various partners from the from the community as well because we believe inviting the neighborhood in is important because there's multitude of businesses around us, but also key players, the chamber, consultants, and other people that we can bring into the network. Again, not siloed. Technology, the majority of technology we have right now has been built in the last two years, and that's literally millions of, of data bits, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we have the highest amount of um, – private equity and venture capital ever in the history of mankind, but 20% less deals closing. 
compared to last year. Well, that's interesting, isn't well, it? it? It's the speed to market. It's the technology. It's the uh, it's the cryptocurrency. It's the uh, all the other types of blockchain technologies that are out there that are in, impacting all our businesses. Right. Um, requiring people to learn. Really absolutely. Quickly. So it, it's very quick to market. You want to know something about someone? Look it up very quickly. And AI. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And the chamber, I know, sees that. Uh, we see that in our own businesses. Um, but we'll be having talks as well uh, with partners in the community that are asking us to present uh, from our technology side and AI side and blockchain technology side. Mm -hmm. uh, we have people asking from the fintech world, insurtech, medtech. Um, it's really impacting the whole community. So we'll be having talks throughout Arizona and probably in the country. We have some requests to present at conferences across the country for blockchain technology, some of the things that we're doing directly with Shot Ventures as well as the marketing right. and the capital funding recipes that we're putting together. And with technology today, it can all be done with video live. It can all be done with beautiful conferencing. Oh, you, you'd be surprised uh, at the things we're looking at. We're looking at hologram presentations in, you know, oh, wow. within five years. We're looking at so many different things mm -hmm. uh, to present information. Um, we know that there's a blockchain and cryptocurrency deals happening. There was a $60 million deal done, experimental, it worked. An American company bought a European property for $60 million. It was done person-to-person, -person, business to business. There were no agents. There were no lawyers involved in the forefront. It was all part of the cryptocurrency smart contracting. So it's happening, people. Mm. And at some point, they'll be able to rent their apartments, buy their homes, buy their apartments, lease their buildings, and it'll be done. So it's if not, I was an agent, yeah. should I be worried? If well, I was a lawyer, a real estate agent, lawyer? Just like uh, the majority of employment displacement is not happening because jobs are going somewhere else. Right. It's because technology is coming in displacing. So we all have to sharpen up our pencils <laughs> or our you know data mm -hmm, digital pencils mm -hmm. Start going and understand. To school. Yeah, I had the that, conversation. Yeah. That, that's part of, and that's been part of our role. You know, we we sure we were interested in. Uh, you know, identifying the right f funding opportunity for or capital opportunity for for a company, whether it's a startup or an existing growth company, that's that's fantastic. But because the market is changing and the technologies are changing so rapidly, the opportunities are like you have to really ramp up quickly on the technology and understand, you know, what the digital asset that's is that's being invested in. Mm -hmm. So we keep referring back to that in a lot of our materials because there are digital assets that are unlike. So you're talking about real estate, super traditional. I don't even know anything about real estate, but I know a lot about blockchain and smart contracting and supply chain and right. how that's going to change uh, the real estate industry uh, and is currently and how we have people who are putting millions of dollars of their own cash out of their own pockets right. into technologies to speed up uh, their ability to do business in, in the real estate. God, uh, I've got a lot to learn. So it's, it's pretty wild. And, and, and it's disruptive in the sense that, you know, it has nothing to it, – it, you know, even the people that are employing the technology don't really – won't really know that that technology is in existence and supporting the back end of, of those processes. Mm -hmm. But it's coming and it's happening and, and it's – I mean, it's, it's really alarming. We're on the phone with – uh, you know, companies like the I IBM Marketplace, um, we are working with CTOs across the globe and hearing what they're working on is like... It's almost unfair. You guys really cool. you guys are way ahead. You're, you're advanced. I mean, we're just the little peasants following you. You know what I mean? No, no, we're, we're in the same boat. I think, I think we're all in the same boat. I think it's really just putting our, our student hat on and realizing that no matter how experienced or how educated or how this or that, you know, it, it has no bearing as to what's what the opportunity is right now, whether the market likes you, it doesn't, uh, you know, I was, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about, you know, well, if you have royalty as family, or let's say your father's rich, your parents are rich, you have a great education. Well, if you grow up and build a company right now and the market doesn't like you, it doesn't matter who your parents are. You're done. 
you're done. And and the funny thing is that, that that podcast went on to say, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurs and even existing <clears throat> business owners are getting a punch in the mouth <laughs> from the market because the marketplace is changing so rapidly. Right. And a lot of those, mar- those uh, you know, those, those uh, founders of these companies are not ready for that. And so to be able to to have a keen eye and be very realistic about about this is is huge. That that is putting you at the same level playing field as as anybody. Whether well, you're there's lots of good sides to it as well. Then, by the sounds of it all, we're going to close soon. Amber uh, Amber Smith is the CEO of the Metro Chamber here in Tucson. I'd like to ask you this: What will happen uh, or be accomplished in the next year, whereby you would say that the Metro Chamber? had an incredibly successful year in 2018. What would have to happen? Our, we'll have a plan for getting our roads fixed and funded. Uh, number two, the workforce development piece we're working on. We have two different angles. One is related to the aerospace and defense industry that I alluded to. Um, we're going to have some metrics on the success of that and hopefully then uh, move into the mining world. And third is a much more prominent voice uh, at the state and really passing something this next legislative session that's going to have an impact. Mm, to lay your goals. Sounds heavy, but you're determined, and I think she will too. Believe me, this lady is a go-getter. What about the local chamber uh, with the chamber directory? In closing, can you tell me something about that that is that is overlooked, that is that is not taken uh, perhaps as professionally as it could be by a lot of people? What about the directory? The directory in reference to who's it good for in a in a chamber to join? A lot of people don't join the chambers. They Right. You'd like to see more members. So we would like to see more members, but we uh, there's been a lot of talking at this table this morning about um, everything's moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. And so for one, we as a chamber, we are not going to be your father's chamber. And I didn't take this job because it was the chamber. I mean, I could care less if it's the chamber, quite frankly. Right. But it's the largest platform to be able to affect change. And therefore, we need to do it in a less traditional way. We need to make sure that we are moving as quickly as technology will allow mm-hmm. us to mm-hmm. and create better alliances that aren't just your traditional mixers. And not to say that we won't have no, the traditional services. No, I understand services, that. I understand that mixers. That's why Business Radio X is so successful <laughs> in what we do. But the reality being, uh, it's still a good uh, source of leads, would you say? Absolutely. The The networking is, uh, it's really the personal relationships that make the deals. Hey, and so we'll continue to provide those opportunities, mm-hmm. but we have to get outside of ourselves as well and uh, look to see how technology can help us with that and being able to expand our reach outside of just our local community because we need to educate not only our country but the world that Tucson is a great place to be able to thrive. That is indeed. And great golf weather here. Look, it's only two months of the year that people leave. You know, they go back to the Midwest, mainly through families or back up uh, over to the east whatever it's beautiful weather the rest of the time isn't it well i'm from texas so my family comes out here during the summer to avoid the humidity so <laughs> there you go there it at is. least you're not shoveling the snow now umberto i want to ask you your goal for 2018 what would make you happy by the end of the year well one is that fund i think you know we're working with uh some local funds or people that want to develop funds as well uh some international funds that want to come here i mean there's there's be surprised how many different funds want to come to the United States or specifically Arizona? Um, and we are looking at the option of, you know, 
working with local groups to develop that fund and some international groups as well. I think that's an important part of what we need to do because that's that's quick to market, right? So right now, is go to market's important, but the quickness and, and the efficiency, pragmatic efficiency is important. That's one thing we want to do, um, you know, but that does not in any particular order uh, overshadow the fact that we want to help businesses grow, local businesses and businesses to come here that uh, the chamber supporting as well and, and Mitch is some of his clients. And Dominic? For you, I think uh, making sure that uh, you know, and, and all of my—it's probably more of a personal thing—is just making sure that people are are not so scared of uh, the economy and not so scared of whether something's perfectly teed up for uh, success, and really realizing that it's it's more important to go and to do uh, and to connect, to speak up, rather than uh, you know wait for everything to be to be you know perfectly uh, prepared. So um, I think that's going to be very scalable across, you know, from a young entrepreneur getting out of college or or who dropped out uh, all the way up through to a CEO. Uh, we see a lot of CEOs that are very worried about, you know, broadcasting and, and speaking of, of the opportunities they've got, but they exist and they should speak up. And I think that's huge. Well, Mitch, this is where you should go in a lot more now and help these guys. I mean, <laughs> you're the specialist with CEOs. Truly yeah, is. Yeah, and, and it, it's interesting. So, so many of the, my clients I work with, um, some are, are smaller entrepreneurs, some are bigger companies. They all have a challenge of getting great people, right? You know, great people. Yes. How do you mm -hmm. attract, hire, inspire, and retain world-class, you know, A-quality people? And uh, so, you know, in the short run, that's really what I want to continue doing, you know, continue having my clients, you know, continue to flourish and do great. It's very rewarding. And on a macro level, uh, continue to, and I guess I'll say it kind of like what, um, uh, you know, what Dominic was saying, you know, increase the acceleration of the growth and the uh, positive view of, of Tucson. And, uh, and I think it's going to continue happening. And that's a very exciting to be, you know, one of the people involved in that. Thank you. That's excellent. What a great show. I learned a lot this morning. And Thank I'm you, excited. <laughs> I am excited because I, I'm I'm happy to see Tucson via. You know, right. it's I've been here five years and um my wife's from here. She's a U of A too, and just about everybody you meet is, but it's so nice to hear the positivity of what's gonna happen to our city. And in the next ten years I don't think we'll recognize it. My guest today on Tucson Means Business, well and truly, very lucky to have Amber Smith. Thank you, Amber. From uh, who's the CEO uh, of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce. Two partners here, and Trent, although you'll get to hear this later, Trent Lipinski, he's a partner in Shot Ventures based in San Francisco. But my two guests in the studio this morning in the Stuart Title studio were uh, Humberto Stevens and also Dominic Villile. And uh, Mitch, Needless to say, how could one forget you? I appreciate your effort and time you've given us here and your advice. I really appreciate that. And Mitch is available to your site. If you can just mention that to me, if people want to contact you. Um, sure. So it's, uh, you can just call me at Mitch at Consulting or 631-943-5275. Fantastic. And, of course, there's uh, all the information on uh, Tucson Means Business right here at our website, .com, on, on Business Radio. Uh, we'll have photographs of the guys and also um, some blog uh, write-up on them and also all their contacts in social media, including uh, their LinkedIn contacts and everything else you'd possibly want on all those platforms. So it's all here, uh, which I'll get to now with the people once I get off air and we'll start taking some photographs. But thank you for listening. I do
do really appreciate you uh, sticking with us. And uh, our shows are going to be very interesting. And don't forget, coming up very soon, Arts and Commerce, that's going to be a new show. And that's going to be uh, hosted by Robin Young. And I think you're going to really, really like that. So for now, it's goodbye from Tucson means business. Thank you.